Welcome to the Crazy Dre podcast, y'all. This is your boy, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre from the Midwest. Yeah, it's, it's me. It's your boy. It's the hour of the minute. Talking about life as a person with a disability. Yes, that's me. I like to. I want to talk to you about hero worshiping, and uh, this book came across me called "Confessions of a of a Hero Worshipper," written by Stephen J. Dumner, and my father gave me this book. My adopted father, so I call him my father because I don't know my birth father. Of course, I was abandoned. One way or another. Depression, huh? I was, yeah. So basically, let's get back to the, to the story. I was given this book, and this book is talking about this person who lost his father at a very young age. And Mr. Stephen J. Dubner created a fictional relationship with Franco or Franco Harris. A running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 1970s when the Steelers won like five Super Bowls within 10 years or eight years and they had a phenomenal team, GM, ownership. And so Mr. Dubner kept writing to Franco Harris and kept trying to keep a communication line with this running back and Franco Harris acknowledged him as a fan and not really much of a anything else. Of course, he must have felt bad if this kid who lost his father and now he's reaching out to him, put him, well, putting Franco Harris on the spot, uh, taking the place of a father figure. And my storyline about this book is that my parents, especially my old man, he thought I was hero worshiping a guy named Elvis Presley, a rock star in the 50s, 60s, and died in the late 70s of a of a, of pres- prescription drugs and so on and so forth, and. And I think I'm going to take it to a different level than just hero worshiping. I'm going to take it to a level of understanding what happens when someone like me with a disability cannot perform to complete himself as an adult, as a grown-up, as a someone that matures out of that. Uh, fixation of imagination of a person who really didn't do great things but had a great talent as a rock star his image was perfect well physical image was perfect majority of his life uh, he had a great voice uh, people loved him girls wanted to be with him guys liked him and wanted to be like him and and when you have someone like me who's born with a disability, we kind of latch on to people. And we create a fictional relationship or expectation of our of 
of ourselves and the person that we're idolizing. And we create this moment of nothing's real, but everything's fake. So, for example, even though I knew Elvis Presley died in the 70s, and I like music, I had a fixation about music in itself. So I would generate my feelings, my happiness, my anger, my sadness through music. And I, at one point, thought that I could, if I could, create myself to look like him, talk like him, act like him, my life would be a much better state of mind. Or my life would be much better with relationships with people. The fixation of people like Elvis and Julio Iglesias and LeBron James and anyone that's famous right now is that people like them. People adore them. People want to be with them. People respect them. They're looked... They look like they're a lot of fun to be with. People enjoy their company. They never seem to be sad or disappointing. They look like they're content with their lives. And that's something that I wasn't, that I didn't have. Because I didn't have friends. I have acquaintances, but I don't want to have friends. I can never accomplish my goals in life. You know, even if I could not be a baseball player because of my physical disability I could not perform at my expectation of what I wanted to be when I grew up. Even if it's just let's say even if I failed and missed the team or got cut off the team, the maturity level would have started to happen. I would have started growing out of that stage. I would have started to to look at other th- aspects of my life as a talent base, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. Even if I was allowed to play instruments like the guitar or the piano, which I cannot do with my limited left hand that cannot move, my fingers cannot move. So in that aspect of it, I could never achieve any of those goals in my life so the maturity level that I was at was at a very young age. Even even though I was growing up in my teenage years, and there's something about not able to let things go because your body and your mind cannot get to that point of of maturity. And that's something I think that a lot of people with, with disability have. We, that's why they have this fixation on their heroes. This thing about they they leech on to the idea of what their person that they're looking up to has that they don't have. So fortunately for me, I kind of understood that that this person, Elvis, wasn't really happy with his life. He committed, he basically committed a form of suicide by taking medication or prescription drugs and basically eroded his stomach and his intestines. 
And then he eventually couldn't go to the bathroom. And then eventually him sitting on the on the toilet, he probably was trying to push out the fecal matter and he probably had a massive heart attack. And that's probably the way that he died. Or and some people think he died pretending to be dead, faked his death so that he could escape the insanity of being who he was. But that is, speaking just for that, the reason why I, I was able to kind of leech away from that because I knew from the start of my life, and a lot of people don't understand this, that I was never going to be able to accomplish 95% of my goals in life. And the hard truth is that is that for some reason I for some reason I had an old soul type of mindset. I was mature mentally in certain aspects of my life based on I gave up on the idea that I would be married, having kids. Uh I wasn't intellectually smart enough to to be able to do any type of projects that would create a lot of cash or create a lot of more income than what I'm making now. And some people, you know, they tell you, oh, you should never given up on your dreams. You should keep trying. There's always hope. But in reality, people around me made me see that there was no way of my of me succeeding in those fields of dreams, which is a baseball reference to a movie of Kevin Coster where he builds a stadium and he the stadium is in a cornfield and all these old great baseball players from the nineteen twenties, the nineteen forties and it's a fictional story and Kevin Costner's character meets his dad as a youthful athlete. And that's kind of what my perspective of what my life was, my fixation of what what would happen if I could play the guitar, if I could play the drums, if I could play the piano. The whole idea was to to for me to meet my heroes even if my heroes were Guns N' Roses or or Aerosmith or any hip-hop artist like Tupac Shakur or Nirvana or whoever. But a lot of times people need to realize that the reason why I was a so-called hero worshiper because my body was never going to let me grow up. So my mindset was always a very young mindset. and. And what's going to happen is that when when people have kids who are disabled, they're going to leech on things that are not real. They're going to leech on things that they can never accomplish. And they're going to have to tell their sons and daughters that 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 person that they're talking about may have no reference to them as a as an existence. And 
And what happens to people who are born that way is that they kind of get left behind, like I did. Like, you just don't mature. People like me don't mature f f in a full development way. We don't grow up from, from, from being an infant to being a toddler, a toddler to be a preteen, a preteen to be a teenager, a teenager to be in your early 20s, and you go on to your 30s and 40s, and you grow up to be a kind of, you, you grow up to be a senior citizen. In my case, that doesn't really happen. So even though I'm in my 40s, I still reference myself in my 20s and my early 30s because there's no sense, there's no reality of, any, of anybody or any woman or anything that will help me to mature. Now I can go to work and pay my bills and watch TV shows that are reverent, a, 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 a reference of today's lifestyle and so on and so forth. But in all point intended, heroism is based on the fact that you are creating a fake identity for that person that you are worshiping. And a lot of people who are not disabled and who are able bodies can't catch on to that. But in reality, they do have a hero-worshipping idea. They worship Jesus Christ. They worship Prophet Muhammad. They worship any prophet of the Old Testament based on the Torah. People worship Buddha. People worship anything that was long before they lived. And it's really not much different, to be honest with you. So in this part, I'm trying to defend my point of view. So when people say, well, I believe in Jesus Christ, I, am a, I believe in Christ saved me. Well, 2,000 years ago, if Jesus said, all you have to do is follow me and you will get into the gates of heaven, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but it really doesn't because in reality, Jesus Christ has no reference to you. Jesus Christ doesn't know that you exist or or have existed or will exist. Same thing with people who are believers of LeBron James and Michael Jordans and the Elvis Presleys. Those guys don't know that you and I exist. They know that people look up to them, but they don't have no reference to knocking on your door and say, hey, I heard you're, uh, you're a huge fan and I want to give you inspiration of your life and and I want you to make it worthwhile and and to be honest with you that's not much different than people like mr stephen j dumner who 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 worships their hero it's a person and that person that they're worshiping is now has to be in a state of mind of understanding that this kid keeps looking up to him and there's nothing that Mr. Franco Harris can do or say to replace their father or this person's father. But there's different reasons why we have heroes. Some people believe in Tom Brady because it re reminds them of their youth, reminds them of their, of their ability to play football, 
they worship a guy like that because it gives them sense of of youthfulness and maybe someday they'll have a pretty girl like Tom Brady's wife. Some people worship Tom, uh, Tiger Woods because he's a great golfer. And Tiger Woods' his personal life is is haywire. You know, and, and it's not a great personal life because he's got himself into a lot of jams and situations that could ruin his career in golf. But people here worship him all the time. But Tiger Woods has no has no means of going knocking on every door to every person that looks up to him and say, "Thank you for for believing in me and I appreciate it. I want to invite you to my house." No, it's a fixation. Everyone has a fixation. Everybody has. Some people worship their fathers, and some people don't get along with their fathers, so they have their sense of. Worshipping their fathers doesn't make any sense. So because their fathers were too hard on them. Or maybe that person was scared to try the things that his father couldn't do when he was in his 20s and 30s or his teens. So different reasons for different people are why people hero worship. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I think it's a good thing when you're trying to discover yourself and you're trying to create your own pathway. Um, people that may look like look up to Mike Trout, the Angels, can be inspired by him to be a good baseball player, but it's really on them to practice and them to to participate in becoming a better player, a better athlete. But to expect Mike Trout to to recognize them as a person is unnecessary. You can only create your own path. You can only create your own destiny. You can only create what you can do. And sometimes your body will take you there, but in your mindset or your mental state of mind, you have to be at the same level. And, and most times, people just can't get to that level mentally or physically, and then they fail. But it's okay to fail. It's okay to figure out who you are. It's okay to try to figure out what can I do in my own personal life that can make my life a better place to be. Where can I, what did I learn from baseball or from music or from anything that you love to do? How can you take that to the, to the workplace? And that's the true identity of true self. How can I inspire myself to be a better person? And we use our heroes to do that in an example. Some people who are religious will take on the identity of or take on the passion of Christ to be a good person, to look out for the Gentiles and the Jews and anyone that's not part of the kingdom of heaven. And sometimes that works. But sometimes that can make people judge other people incorrectly. Because people assume their heroes are thinking in a certain way. But it's not important what your heroes think or do. It's more important what you think and what you should do. 
So when I defend myself for hero worshiping or Mr. Stephen J. Dubner, it's because people like him needed someone like that. People, Some people don't have fathers. Some people don't have mothers. Some people just don't really have anything. And so their heroes become more than bigger than life. If I knew, if I could play the guitar, if I could play the drums, if I figured out that I wasn't good at it anymore, or not at all, then most likely those rock stars wouldn't be important to me. But that's why people have heroes. We have to have something to believe in. People don't want to think their lives are a completely unnecessary moment in their spectrum. People want to be successful. It's a very boring life to be going to work, coming back home, and not doing nothing. The everyday of my life, you know what I used to do when I was a little kid? I might have to reflect a little bit more on this discussion of hero worshiping. When I was a little kid, I didn't have friends. I was quiet. I was shy. Sometimes I was obnoxious. But you know what? Kids didn't want me around them. And I know that. Because I remember them saying that to me. I remember that. Clear as day. So people used to make fun of me because of my left hand. And used to do the make fun of my left hand by imitating what my left hand did. My left hand is just a it's a bone of is that my hand is a bone that just wobbles back and forth. So kids used to make fun of me. They used to talk behind my back. So when I went home, I listened to music and I pretended to be someone I wasn't. And that's what happens. You leech onto things that make you feel good. You try to forget all the things that make you feel bad. So as I started growing up, you know, I was always left behind. I was always by myself. I went to school and I came home and I listened to music and I didn't do my homework because school sucked. I didn't want to do something that reminds me of a worst time in my life. You know, and people, people just, People that don't understand what it means like to, to, to be disabled, their perspective is this. They see and they have family members and they have friends with kids who are disabled and their kids are either some form of mentally retard, retardation so they can't comprehend common sense or logic, but they have this look on their face that they're always smiling or this kid who's some kids who are with Down syndrome, they have this really look on their face like they're optimistic, they're positive, and their sense of reality isn't real because they can't comprehend that. Someday they're going to grow up and and they're going to be put in adult foster care. But And some kids just don't care because their mental capacity doesn't, won't allow them to think that way. But a lot of people, a lot of people with my 
disability where my common sense, my logic, and my sense of real and what's not real, that when it's intact, we have feelings. We understand that 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 life isn't fair and there's not much that we can do to, for ourselves to make it better. And and when you get left behind and people have have friends and family and have kids on their own and and are and are trying to live their life people like me we just don't have it we don't get it we don't receive it women don't want nothing else to do with us because we can't give them what they want and what is that money and some form of physical security and 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 when you think about that that's basically the the most essential thing that every man and every woman thinks about is being with somebody is getting married having kids most of us do it doesn't matter if you're gay you're straight it doesn't matter most of the time when people have given up on their dreams they pursue other people to make them feel happy so they both want to have kids they both want to have a family they both are christians or jews or have a common denominator of music or arts or anything that makes them in common in their life they latch onto that person they really do and when people like me who don't who don't receive that we're kind of drifted by ourselves we are left by ourselves and those are people who are profoundly hero worshipers you wonder why you see today there's a movie coming out of Elvis on June 24. Another movie. They make like five of them every five years. And you wonder why people who are personating Elvis Presley all the time, those are the people who are personating them. They're not, they're not physically disabled, but they're mentally disabled. They're the people that don't get laid. They're the people that other people have made fun of them. And that other people don't like them. So you know what they do? They put up, they put on, on a wig. And they put on makeup on. And they put on their jumpsuit. Their Elvis Presley jumpsuit. And they go to a, a talent show or a karaoke night. And they sing Elvis Presley's music. Because it allows them to escape from their reality, from their own reality. That's why people are here worshipers. Some people go walk around and pretend to be great Christians. Some people, some people who are here worshipers, are preachers and pastors, and they love to point fingers at people and tell people God loves you, God's this, God's that. But they're the ones who are living the most promiscuous life. They're the ones who are preaching because they want people to hear them. It's not really important what they say from the Bible or the Quran or the Torah, but they want people to listen to them. They want people to recognize who they are. Those mega churches, that's what that's about. It's not about teaching the word of God. It's, word, it's about having people listen to them. 
Listen to me. I'm important too. But instead, they use the Bible to do it. So, it's, you know, I feel bad for people. I really do. I, I feel bad that people are left alone. Because I'm a left alone. You know? And I, how I know I'm a left alone is because even if I have the same interests in, with other men, like golfing and sports, I'm not invited to do any of that stuff because I'm not good enough to be playing with them. And I know that, but it's totally effed up. People are, people are jerks. That's why people have heroes because they can go home and listen to their favorite artists and sit by themselves. And Some people don't create relationships. They create relationships with animals. Because animals can't talk back to them. Animals don't treat people like shit. Unless you treat the dog or the animal or the cat or any other creature like crap. So hero worshipping is necessary for the youth to find themselves to be motivated. And some people who are grown-ups need to be a hero worshiper because if they didn't, they will lose their minds. So next time people give someone crap for worshiping a LeBron James or a Michael Jordan or an Elvis Presley, that's just what it is. They don't have the talent. They don't have the skill. They're the ones who are left alone. They're the losers of the crowd. They want they want to be on the stage so bad, but they can't sing. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand. You know, and some people should really look into their heroes, because sometimes their heroes are not great people. Sometimes they're horrible people. You know, there's allegations of Kobe Bryant's and his relationships outside his marriage and. People like Magic Johnson, the gray old smile, but he didn't live a perfect life. The Michael Jordans who are basically addicted to gambling. The Elvis Presleys who who kept a relationship with teenagers after he was 30. Even though you could defend him and say, well, Back then, they all did that. But still, think about that. All the preachers out there who pretend to be great Christians, they're not really great. They're just pretending. But everybody has something to believe in. So if you are a hero worshiper, you know, the hardest thing to do is believe in yourself. And I guess the way I get it through through it or the best way I try to be a better person is going to work and and start creating my own music through FL Studios and sometimes I go out and create conversations with complete strangers and get to know people that's how I pursue my my life goals it might not it might not be perfect, but 
But I try to be positive. I try to understand people who are weak. You know? So, if if you're struggling to find yourself, remember, you're not the only one out there. You need to have more faith in yourself. Take piano lessons. Take guitar lessons. You know, join a group of people that like to go golfing or something. And uh, be like that. So if you like listening to this podcast, please follow and subscribe. It's the Crazy Drape Podcast Show. You can find me on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Uh, that's about it, folks. Remember, just believe in yourself.